Hi. Welcome. It's time for Atomic Radio <laughs> Start the whole thing over. <laughs> Hi. Welcome. It's time for Atomic Radio Hour, episode 184. It's your boy, Green Screen Vin. Uh, I'm also here with Kyle. How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you? I'm okay, thank you. If you can see right here, Kyle, we have a low pressure front coming in from the south. Oh, wow. <laughs> I feel like I'm a weatherman. <laughs> so, uh, Kyle, I'm streaming to Kyle just so he can see kind of what I look like. I have my laptop here that I'm recording to. My mic obviously is in front of me, and I have the microphone in my hand. So, like, Kyle can see that I just look like a doof <laughs> in front of his green screen. How's the situation down there on the court? Uh, on the court? Yeah. Uh, well, you can see that uh, there's the young, promising gentleman uh, here... Bugs who's Bunny? currently Bugs? Uh, yeah, he's currently slamming a dunk, as you can see. Does he slam dunk in Space Jam? I don't remember. I don't remember. I... Uh, uh, Michael Jordan I think is Michael here Jordan as well. Michael Jordan's the only one that does it. Say hello, Michael. Hey, Michael. Oh, what a funny joke, Michael Jordan. How about you make your sneakers cheaper? How about that? Uh, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> uh, welcome to the show. Hi, everybody. I hope I hope you're enjoying this again. I don't know what's going on. I probably have Chris Chan's bedroom as my background, honestly. Uh, <laughs> uh, either that or... You know what? Um, just because I want to give myself more work. Here's Kyle. Cool. Um, Kyle, what else can we give me as a background? Uh, I'm drawing blanks. I'm trying to think. Uh, uh, here's here's that here's that toaster screensaver from the '90s. Uh, here's Chris Chan's jail cell. <laughs> you think Chris Chan got a mom tattoo? <laughs> <laughs> like a prison tat? Oh God, he's a monster. Uh, what's up, pal? How you been? What are you doing? What are you playing? What's going on? We got to play Halo again. I know, I know. Uh, nothing much. Uh, you know, grind out the Destiny grind. Mm, how's that going? Not bad. We got uh, 40 more days till the next expansion. Already? Yeah. Oh, wow. That Halo uh, one just came out. Yeah. I got everything. Wow. Unlocked everything from that. That was good stuff. Pain. Good stuff. Cool. Well, before we get into anything, we got to talk about something, guys. Um, we got to talk about violence. And this is kind of a tough topic. But uh, I've noticed on the street lately, there has been an uptick of, what's the word I'm looking for here? Aggression, uh, an uptick of intolerance. Um, Rock-related crime has gone up. I really feel like we need to talk about Elmo (laughs) (laughs) and his feud with Rocco. Um, It's probably going on here because I can do this now. This might be the funniest thing I've ever seen. Okay. Like, the funniest thing I've ever... I sent the video to Kyle, the video that is most likely playing, uh, or clips of it, or just Elmo, or Sesame Street, or something in the background, is so funny to me that, like, I was laughing. If anybody, like, lives around me, they were up. Like, it was, like, 8 o'clock at night, and I was howling. The way Elmo throws his head back. <laughs> and this has been going on for a while. Yeah, do, have you seen the balsamic vinegar video? Yeah, balsamic vinegar. <laughs> There's, I might, if I, I might do it. I've, I'm already giving myself a ton of work. There's an artist who like 
did a rendition, and I'm sorry I don't know who it is, but I saw it on Twitter, and it was passed around a bunch of times already. Uh, it was an artist did a rendition of Elmo in, like, a puffer jacket and, like, a New York fitted, and it <laughs> just made me smile. I love Sesame Street, so anytime, like, a good Sesame Street meme pops up, I'm totally down. I just really wanted to talk about this. It's probably like, old news at this point, but it made me laugh. It, it's, like, official, too, because Elmo tweeted it. He's like, no hard beef with Zoe, but don't get me started on that rock, though. <laughs> <laughs> which is just a imaginary just rock it's just a rock yeah. that everybody Dude, the- else talks to and almost just like what what it's a rock <laughs> <laughs> have you seen kubrick stare elmo no Oh, dude it's at like zoe's talking to rocco and elmo just looks like that i'm gonna try to do it that like pointed down but looking up look into the camera <laughs> As like the score, I gotta maybe I'll do a quick edit. I, I'm like I haven't already given myself enough work. A quick edit somewhere of Elmo just being zoomed in on while they play, or zoomed out on while they play the theme from A Clockwork Orange. <laughs> There was me, that is Alex, and my three droogs, that is Pete, Georgie, and Dim. And we sat in the Corova milk bar, trying to make up our Razudocs what to do with the evening. The Corova milk bar sold Milk Plus, Milk Plus Velocet, or Synthamesk, or Drencrum, which is what we were drinking. This would sharpen you up and make you ready for a bit of the old ultraviolence. Because it's, oh, dude, you gotta look that up. Just look up Kubrick Stare Elmo. It's the, it's the, the cookie one that gets me with the, the Elmo Really? Because it's, it's just like, you can't have that cookie, Elmo. Rago wants to eat it. And Elmo goes, how, how is Rago going to eat that cookie, Elmo? <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> Tell me! <laughs> it's like that scene from Invincible. Think about it! Yeah. Dude. <laughs> Whoever wrote, decided that whole story arc, Dude, good for them. The whole, just the part where he, he goes, Elmo didn't hear anything, and she goes, of course you did. You don't speak rock. Ugh. And then at the end when they're dancing, she goes, Rocco has so many ideas. He goes, oh, God. Or like, oh, of course. But it like sounds like he's like, oh, my God. <laughs> Guys, what's going on with NFTs? I'm not going to lie to you. Before I knew what they were and I was just hearing about them, I approached Olive and was like, let's make an ARH NFT. And she was like, no, (laughs) hard no. Uh, Because apparently they're really bad for the environment. Like really, really, really bad for the environment. Um, Did you see that video of the guy who got all his apes stolen? Or the, the, the Twitter clip? The picture on Twitter. Did you see that, Kyle? Uh, no. This guy was like, I signed into my account and all my apes are gone. And the first comment is, man, that really sucks. And I feel sorry for you, but you should change your Twitter picture since you don't own that ape anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Like, so like, I I don't, I don't know. I don't know anything about NFTs. Um, 
the the first time I ever heard about NFTs, it was MF Doom was doing something, and it was either right before, or right after he died. I got into like an NFT sale that like was tweeted out from his account that people were buying them, and part of me was like, oh, you should buy this, but I just was like, why am I buying a GIF? I don't want a GIF, and like I was in a weird 3D space. I didn't understand it. it was like a it was like a virtual thing. Didn't get it. Didn't want to be a part of it. It makes but no sense to me. No, it's a money laundering scheme. That's all it seems like. You're buying something and then you're selling buying it. something that people can also take a pictures of and screenshot and yeah. Like you, I, I mean, I don't own know. The original not, JPEG, but like, how do you know it's the original JPEG? Yeah, like I don't, I don't get it. I don't claim I don't to know. get it. Please don't try to inform me. The only thing good I've heard about NFTs so far is that like. If you're a real, I don't want to say a real artist, but if you're an artist that works with like pen and paper and brush and canvas, you can write into the contract of the NFT that like, oh, hey, you can come and get these uh, paint buckets or paintbrushes. Like that's part of the NFT. Like you own those as well. And like I heard someone say like, who wouldn't want to own Picasso's brushes or Da Vinci's sketches? Like you, you can, you can own the sketches that went into this. Like that's cool too. And that if you're an artist in that sense, it's something, cause that's what happened with the doom thing. It was like his family was making money off of every time one of the NFTs sold. So it was helping his family sustain life indefinitely, pretty much like that was written into the contract, which if I understand that's how they work. Now, that's really cool because if you sell something for a hundred thousand dollars and it's ten uh, percent, that's ten grand right there, and you've already made money off you selling the art, even though it's increasing in value. That's great. That's really cool. The internet's a really weird place, and people have fetishes. And I'm not here to yuck anybody's yum, which is a term that I adore. I think it's so funny, but people are into farts. We're in business. So, <laughs> so I just wanna I just wanna preface with this. People are into farts. There's a woman who made two hundred thousand dollars farting in jars. Again, farting in jars. Get your money. Good for you. Go after these men that have that have this fetish, this kink, this what have you. Good. Make your money. Proud of you. Love you. Happy. Whatever. But like all of these NFTs look the same. It's it's an ugly looking ape or it's like a jar and this jar has like wings and shit on it. And there's like farts coming out of it or something. So like now she's making NFTs and she's going to make money in per, in, per, in perpetuity? No, in perpetuity. No, perpetually. She's going to make money for the rest of her life off this. The Internet is a weird place. I don't know. Like, could we could I sell every episode of Atomic Radio Hour as an NFT? Can I sell 180 something episodes as an NFT and just write, oh, hey, I get 20 percent every time it sells and I sell them for 10 bucks. Like, can I make a stupid amount of money? Do I not own my own content then? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what are the rules? What the going on like do i have to make like like a like an oh dude oh dude if somebody ooh, if somebody makes if anybody that has artistic capabilities makes me in the style of a of a bored ape yacht club whatever the f- it's called dude i will give you like i if we sell it i we can work out a deal i will work i will give it to you for an a like a sizable chunk of money will go to you Dude, h- how funny would that be? <laughs> like a big ginger gorilla. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know. I wanted to talk about this because it's wild to me. I want to know what you guys are thinking on NFTs. I think it's a scam. Crypto is kind of like in the same vein, but if everything I understand, we've made better crypto from Bitcoin, but we're still using Bitcoin as the standard. I don't know. I don't understand these things. I just taught myself how to use a green screen. So like, I don't, I don't know. I know, Kyle. What's the thing you wanted to bring up, Papa? Because there's a couple things that we kind of had that were intertwined that we wanted to bring up quick. Oh, yeah. Uh, just heard uh, not too long ago that... Um, this is breaking news. There's a new Sony patent registered by Mark Kearney. Uh, suggests that backwards compatibility for PS1, PS2, and PS3 are coming to PS5 and possibly PS4. Through what capability? Uh, like, is Papa Disc I don't know. know. So... What this is also bringing back is that how they there's rumors of the new uh, plus system, like the Game Pass thing, that also has backwards capability. So, so I can only do that if I have PlayStation Plus Plus, possibly Super Plus. They might do it where if it is disc wise, because Xbox One, the Xbox One has that capability put in. Mm Mm-hmm. Later on, because you can play original Xbox games on it. You, you can play the, the original in. Halo. Yeah, yeah. You can put, put it the in, disc in go. but yeah. it's like the updated version of the game. Yeah. So that's why I don't understand why PlayStation can't do it if they know how to just like it's gonna read it as a disc. Yeah, that's one thing. I think maybe if they're patenting all this and that's supposed to be coming out, that um. maybe be, they were not. It took so long because they have to, f- like, fully make sure they run properly. At, yeah. Like, thousands of games. I-, I can see that. But here's my question to you, Kyle. And this is going to bleed into my next topic. Do you think this would kill remakes and remasters? No. Why? Uh, because I-, I personally also like remakes and remasters because it's... Mm-hmm. Some studios do it right. Some studios don't do it right. <laughs> GTA... <laughs> um, yeah that make it better mm-hmm. like uh, if you're playing a ps1 game that has a worse controller scheme yeah because you can't use the analog stick you can only use the thumb pad uh yeah oh like yeah. playing something like crash for instance but, like playing but I'm crash saying, again if they update it that's the thing is like if they do it xbox and it's like all right here's the 60 frames here's the 4k they'll impl- textures they'll probably implement new control like better control that's what i would think yeah but okay so here's my other thing it's no secret there's a whole kyle and vince likes about the last of us part two but i mean you like the last of us part one right yeah obviously it's got the best multiplayer ever made did you know they're remaking th- part one yeah, I heard. I've been hearing some rumors Why? about that. Why? See, that's my thing. Is like the PS4 version of it is great. So why? Just because? Because we can? Like it doesn't make sense to me. And then, but like everything I'm hearing, because I listen to this PlayStation podcast, and even they're saying it. It's like, hey, the HBO show is going to come out, and it's going to be around this timeline. So they want to have the PS5 version of The Last of Us One. I get it. Whatever. It's money, but it's also been worked on by like six different studios at this point, maybe three. But still, like I don't know. I don't think it's needed. And now all these rumors are coming out that there's like a Last of Us Part Two director's cut that's coming out, which 
to me sounds like a time. Like, I'll buy the game again. I have no problem with that. But, like, am I just going to get to play as Abby for another two hours? Am I going to get to play as Ellie for another four? Is there more stuff about Lev? Like, what happens? What's the point of a director's cut? Are you just trying to make more money because the show's coming out? And now I also read a rumor today because I get, like, these Google updates that the rumors are The Last of Us' multiplayer is going to be free to play. Mm. Which... I have a feeling The Last of Us' multiplayer could be a big contender with Halo. Honestly. Like, I feel like it could be the next big thing. Like, for PlayStation. Because PlayStation really doesn't have a multiplayer game. They have the multiplayer version of Ghost of Tsushima that they just threw at us. But, like... I don't know. Like, I feel like this could be the next big multiplayer. And I hope it's for PS4 and PS5. And I hope they kind of do what GTA did. Where it's like, hey, this works on the past gen. But it's not going to work after like a year and a half. Because you can't expect everyone to have PS5s when they're being resold for $1,000. Yeah, and there's a ship shortage and stuff like that. I don't know. I like The Last of Us a lot. I'm happy we got to talk about this. Um, I feel like I haven't really spoken to you lately, Kyle. It's nice to hear from you. So this was nice. I think that's just about everything I have to say note-wise. Let me just double the check. No, that's pretty much everything. So let's get into the lore. But before we get into the lore, like always, I got to talk about the Patreon. Thank you to you guys. Because of you guys, I can do stuff like this. I bought a toy to play with that's going to help me edit a lot faster. I thought I was going to use it to record, but I think I might have a workaround for it where I don't have to use that one, but I can use other fun equipment, but that is still going to help me. Um, it's going to help me stream. It's going to help me edit. It's going to be a fun time using it. Thank you to you guys. Um, I mean, this green screen, you guys, this microphone, you guys, my chair, you guys, you guys helped out tremendously. And especially now that everything's changing and I've been getting some nice compliments and some nice things said to me, um, Now with everything going in a new fun direction, I'm happy that people are supporting it and enjoying it and are for it. So all that being said, we have to thank the Patreon, like I said, and starting from the top, we have to thank the OG Noah. Thank you, Noah. After Noah, we have to thank Danny. Thank you, Danny. And third, we have to thank Marcus. Thank you, Marcus. Again, thank you so much for your support. Uh, Without you guys, I couldn't do it. So thank you. And Kyle, of course. Um, But this week's lore comes to us once again from the UK. It's a new year. I asked the question of name a year from 1900 to to 1999. And honestly, I'm surprised no one got this one quicker uh, because of everything that's going on right now in the world. Maybe this is just an American perspective, but everything keeps getting relayed to 1984, (laughs) which made me laugh because it's not. And... Um, that was the year it was 1984. And I put in the chat, the tubby master shout out, homie, uh, got lore for this week. So if you want to hear any lore in particular, make sure you're in the discord. I will ask a question once a week and the first person to get it picks lore for this week. And this week's lore is on old Oni. Now old Oni, um, is a great location that I was very scared of when I was a kid playing fallout three for the first time. Um, but it's like spelled dumb, O-L-N-E-Y, but it's pronounced Oni, like the animator. Uh, so old Oni, um, I want to read this quote from Three Dog. There's a place you find on a tourist map of D.C. and its lovely suburbs. And that's the clo- the cozy little villa known as Old Oni. Ah, but you locals know the place. Am I right? 
it became a veritable wasteland legend. Why? Because it's filled with goddamn death claws. Met a guy once. Name was Twelve Finger Johnny. Had one arm. Turns out the other one was ripped off while scavenging in the in Death Claw Central. Lucky, lucky he made it out alive. Most people don't. At least not in one piece. I've said it before. I'll say it again. First time I ever played Fall Three, I didn't run into Death Claws like ever, like ever. I kind of just did the, quiet, the main quest, did a couple side stuff, but never really ran into them. So, it is a town in ruin in the year 2277 at the northeast end of the Capital Wastes. It had the S. Wilson office building. There's no real information given on the wiki. You get all of my lore off of fallout.fandom.com. And there's also a children's hospital. Uh, but again, there's not really much there on the wiki. It just seems like stuff that was put there for a quest during Broken Steel, where you have to go get a Tesla coil. You have to go through Old Oni. And they don't really expand on like, oh, hey, children's hospital. Oh, hey, this and that. There's a grocery store. Uh, there's a grocery store that there's like nothing known about the grocery store other than right before the bombs dropped or the day the bombs dropped, Quantum had arrived there. So you can get grab a couple bottles of Quantum there. There's also a power plant owned by PPE. And on the wiki, there is no name for what PPE stand, stands for. It's just the division of Oni uh, Power Works. So... Power works ele electricity. I don't know what the other P could be, but there was nothing on the wiki. Like I said, sometimes, sometime after the war, it seemed like Mercs might have tried to build up the town before it became a breeding ground for Deathclaws. Uh, again, statements off the wiki. And the wiki's written really weird because it says there's no history and then it says that. Uh, but because of Broken Steel, during the events of it, you can run into Kid and Wint. Kid with two Ds, went with one T. Two ghouls who suggest that Oni was once almost colonized by ghouls. That's fun. Maybe we didn't have Underworld. That's a cool idea to think of. An entire town just filled with ghouls because it's so far northeast that it's just kind of chilling. Now I want to read some stuff right off the wiki. The town itself is approximately 500 by 500 feet square. It does not seem to be a residential town, but is what looks to be apartments in the southeast corner. There is a main street that runs east to west and usually has three Deathclaws wandering around. The inhabitants are uh, just seven total Deathclaws that roam the town, although the actual number will vary at times. There are several Deathclaws occupying the old only Oni sewers as well. The Deathclaws eventually respawn, so it is impossible to clear the town permanently. If Broken Steel is involved, there are two non-hostile ghouls, like I said before, that can be there. And if you do the quest Election Day with Dave, and Dave loses the election and the republic of dave is no longer the republic of dave he flees to old On oni and then just gets eviscerated by the death claw so there's one more thing i want to talk about if i can find it there is the prototype medic power armor that can be found deep within the uh the old On oni sewers and it is worn by a dead brotherhood initiate now what's so cool about this armor is that it gives you medics, and I didn't know about this. And I don't know if the game has ever been updated to fix this, but Fallout 3 has this thing where if a body is laying on the ground for X amount of time, it just disappears. So it's actually a piece of armor that you can spend like 70 hours in lower DC, not like, or the metro or whatever, and like not really get northeast and just lose out on arguably one of the best armors in the game and that really sucks <laughs> that really really sucks uh but it also has the ability to get you addicted to medics because it 
I think it gives it to you directly, if I remember correctly. So let's double check. Prototype Medic Power Armor has the ability to administer medics, which it will do if the wearer's health drops below 33% or if a limb drops below 25%. Medics will be dispensed every two and a half in-game hours. Unlike the standard medics injection, this process carries no risk of addiction. Oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. However, it does draw from the wearer's supply of medics, and thus the feature is useless if not as carried. <laughs> Its outward appearance is identical to T-45D, bar from the shoulders, which have military, U.S. military round, roundels, roundels on them rather than Brotherhoods of Steel insignia. Cool. That's pretty much everything I want to say on old Oni. It's cool. Oh, actually, I lied to you. Fast traveling to old Oni deposits the player character in the middle of town and is usually surrounded by a swarm of death claws. There is a note next to the skeleton of Carl Wallace in front of the firehouse in the southeast corner of the town, giving a report that his truck just crashed, had crashed just east of the town next to the gas station. The truck is located east of the town in the direction of Chaste Acres Dairy Farm and contains one of the largest stashes of quantum in the wasteland. Like I said, Dave can go there. If he actually survives the trip, he will camp out in the middle of the town next to some trash bins and dead raiders. This is right on, right on the spot in the middle of town in which you fast travel to. Dave will ask the lone wanderer to leave the New Republic of Dave if the dialogue is initiated. Doing this three times results in him opening fire. Killing him makes the remaining citizens of the Republic of Dave hostile, but you do not lose karma. Cool. Throughout the Capital Wasteland, it is possible to overhear a conversation between raiders mentioning some of their rookies and counting monsters and claws of death up north, possibly referring to Old Oni. Cool. Oh, uh, this is a little behind the scenes off the wiki. Old Oni is based on the real world location of Oni, Maryland, which is no which is notable as the location of the Oni Federal Support Center, an underground continuity of government communication facilities managed by the federal emergency management agency that's old, old oni that's lore feels like it's been a long time since i've had a third segment hey guys um we got news that the fallout show is, is starting production it's in production i've been talking i feel like i've been talking about this for two years at this point do you have the article in front of you by I chance do. Papa? i do so the one i had the, the little screenshot i have is just from deadline hollywood on twitter Prime Video's Fallout TV series move forward with Jonathan Nolan set to direct based on the popular video game franchise and will begin production this year. So do you know anything about this Jonathan Nolan fellow? Uh, yeah, let me bro pull up this uh, one thing. Um, Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy, uh, from what okay. I remember, uh, they did Westworld. Which That's was what it was. Also I couldn't think of the show. By Fallout 4, I think it was inspired by. Well, I and mean, I, they, they, said they, it. they ripped off the app. They, oh, they, they came out and said it? Yeah, Westworld was uh, no inspired shit. by a bunch of video games, like I think Bioshock no and like Fallout, because of the androids and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 cool. Um, I hope, do you think this is going to go to Boston then? I don't know, but uh, uh, Robertson Dora, uh, who was a writer for Captain Marvel and No Strangers to Video Game Adaptions, uh, he also wrote the Tomb Raider movie, is also working on this. Um, Graham Wagner uh, is uh, known for comedies. He's written and produced Portlandia and Silicon Valley, so he's on board on this. Love Portlandia. Portlandia. Love it. 
great show. Pretty much it from like directors and writers. How do you how do you feel about this? Because everyone's getting a video game movie. I saw the trailer for the Uncharted movie, Kyle, and I had no hopes for it. Not no hopes. I was just kind of very stagnant on it. Second one did a better justice for it. I think the one the one that they showed during the Spider Man, John. I think so. They show thing at the end of it with a mustache. No, I haven't seen that yet. Yeah. I want to see it. I'm curious to see it. I don't really like Tom Holland. I think he's too doughy, too soft, but he looks like Drake. And I hate that. Like, I think he looks a little bit like Drake. Like he, the, he's wearing like a white shirt and the necklace in the one shot. And I was like, Oh my God, that's Drake. All of this to be, all of this to say that ha- like, I'm kind of hesitant. Like that seems like the way movies are going. We had superhero movies. I think we're going to have video game movies next. And I mean, the year we're, 12, 11 plus one days into the new year, but my favorite movie of the year so far is No Way Home. Because it's so good. It made me smile like a little baby boy. I think uh, I think if what do you, video game movies can mm-hmm. stay true to like what has been written, if it if it's a continuation like AC was a continuation like in lore movie, like it actually Assassin's Creed. Yeah, Assassin's Creed. The okay. movie like okay is referenced in the games and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But like, you got some movies that are probably aren't going to be like a continuation from like stuff. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be their own retelling. Like, I think that's what the Borderlands movie is. Borderlands movie is going to be like retelling yeah. of both games. Yes. But like you're, I think st- stuff can succeed if they take caution and like listen and like also work with like the video game studio, which mm-hmm. I know a lot at the time. Some never did. Like Sonic. Sonic was like, hey, you know what? We're going to make a Sonic movie. We're going to listen to the fans, but we're also going to, like, throw shit in that from Sonic. Like, yeah. Like, like, there's, there's, well, there's my favorite part. Like, one of my favorite little Easter eggs is when in the Sonic movie, Sonic's got to, like, get up a building or something. And the guy, like, tells him uh, – I can't think of the dude's name. The man yeah. <laughs> in the movie. He tells him to do something. And he, Sonic kind of looks at him and he goes, that's no good. And that's just, like, the reference to the Jaleel White Sonic going, that's no good. So, like, little things like that make me smile. But when it comes to something like this, what writers from Bethesda are coming over? That's exactly. what scares me. Yeah. It's, it's like, yeah. are we getting a meal? Like, if we get a meal, every episode ends with, with – uh, what's his name? Every episode is going to end with Liberty Prime. Like, every episode is going to revolve around the Brotherhood of Steel. And I think the Brotherhood of Steel at this point is just so tired. I don't want to hear about the Brotherhood of Steel. I want to hear about the the no-name idiots that throw rocks and barely know how to shoot a gun and can't read. That their currency is sex, cigarettes, and water. Like, that's the people I want to hear about. Yeah. That's what scares me. It's and also I don't how, think how... Like, how... I can't think of. Uh, I've been some time since I watched like an HBO, not HBO show, uh, a Prime show. Like, how like brutal is it going to be? Like, is it going to be bloody? Yeah. Is it going to yeah. be dealing with a lot of stuff? Like, you is know, it going to just be silly? I mean, I hope it's silly in some parts because you know that's how Fallout is mostly sometimes. I hope it has a sense of humor. Yeah, but I don't want to just be like. <laughs> Like, is our guy, is the main protagonist going to have bloody mess, you know? They're going to have to, that's how they're going to end the first season. 
That's what I think. That's how they're going to end the first season. Is they're going to so, or maybe they they're going to do it in the first season or the first out the end of the first season or the first episode. It's going to be that the big bad or like the the guy who's in charge of the raider gang or something. They're going to hit him and they're going to hit him in the stomach and his head's going to explode. And they're going to be like, "Did you just hit him so hard his head exploded?" And that'll just be like a running joke for the whole series. If it happens mid season, it'll be a joke for the whole series. Yeah. Where do you think it's going to take place? Like, what do you think? Honestly. <sighs> Like, now we know what's happening. Like, I feel like we were told about this two years ago, and then it was just like, all right, it, when it's coming, it's coming. I, like, where do you think this is going to take place? That's the thing. It's like, there's so many unknowns to this. Like, yeah. It, like, is it going to follow three? Like, you know what I mean? Is it going to be uh, in the wasteland? Is it going to be somewhere new? Completely. That's what I think is going to happen. But the. Sorry, go on. Yeah, like there's yeah, there's a lot of unknowns to that. You know, I mean, I I don't think if they did a show that talked mostly about like even if it was from the perspective of the Enclave, because from what I understand lore wise, the Enclave is still pretty dominant in Michigan, like the Detroit area, like Minnesota, like up there, the northern U.S. that we really haven't seen. It's really big. They're not touching Colorado, and I'm and I'm pulling that out because that's where I live. They're not touching Colorado because of the lore that has to do with Dogtown and Kaisar. We're not getting that. I I don't think we'll get anything to do with with Vegas. I'm going to contradict myself in a minute, but I don't think we're going to get anything to do with Vegas. I don't think we're getting it get anything with the Boneyard. I don't think we're getting any of that, and I honestly don't think we're getting DC because you're going to do DC before, or you're going to do DC after the events of Fallout Three. And if they do Boston and it's just since the show, then I feel like they're doing a disservice to the universe because I feel like if they do any of these places, it's almost a disservice to the universe because we've already seen them. And in the case of something like Fallout 1, 2, and New Vegas, we see a lot of returning elements, themes, and characters and whatnot. So why just show us more of that? <laughs> show me Texas. Show me Louisiana. Show me Florida. Show me... Even if you want to keep it on the East Coast, fine. Keep it on the East Coast. But don't show me uh, West Virginia. That's a big fear of mine. They're going to do West Virginia. Because I, I part of me thinks they're going to go, well, okay, not everybody that's a Fallout fan is playing 76. Let's just tell them what happened. No, don't do that. Do not do that. That is not a good idea. What's going on in Cuba? Cuba's so close to Florida. What's going on there? What's going on in Alaska? Is there remnants from the war? What's going on in Hawaii? Like, these are things that I've talked about before. What's going on in London? Like, it doesn't have to be in the U.S. I feel like they're going to because they, they need Vault Tech. They, that's what, that's a big fear of mine is that we're going to follow a vault dweller. I, and I, I think like that's so like a generic. safe, safe. It's it, safe. And that's the problem is that it's safe. It's, it, you got, you also have to think of it as like, okay, you're going to bring this show that's based on a video game to a, probably yeah. a bunch of new audience members. How do we introduce them gently? Yes. To be like, Hey, yeah. you're, you live in this vault. Oh, what are these weird things? Oh, the protagonist yeah. also has no idea what these are. And you're learning you, them you, with them, with him or them. You have whatever. to project yourself onto the main character. Yeah. The main character is a blank slate. Totally with you. That's what sucks is that's probably what they're going to do. It's probably going to be a vault. Let's say it's like a vault out in Michigan and they're going to come out. I'd love to see snow because I feel like yeah. all we see is like dry, desolate wastes. Love to see some snow. Like I'd like to see some shit like that. But like I, I actually wrote something, Kyle. If someone said to me, hey, what's your elevator pitch 
for the Fallout TV show, I wrote five pages. I don't know how much everybody at home knows about writing, uh, but when you're writing a script, five pages is about five minutes, give or take. Uh, I think it's like that with action. When you write action, it's about a minute a page. Most 90-minute movies are about 90 pages long. So... Oh, let me interrupt you really quick. Oh, sure, sure. Uh, so it's also being produced alongside Todd Howard and Bethesda Softworks' James Altman. Okay, is also I don't know him by part him. of the like producing the writing. I producing writing producing and writing. Like I'm, I like production is what like producers. I think have a say in what gets done and what doesn't get done. I'm I'm probably wrong when I say this. But I'm more worried about the writing mm -hmm. because it's a prime show. They have the same liberties that HBO has. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like in the sense of you, we could just show full frontal nudity for 25 minutes out of a 30 minute show because we're prime. We don't have to play by everybody else's rules. I hate that I have to give Amazon money to watch this. I that re like honestly that like fundamentally hurts me. Like by my um. My morals. That's the word I'm looking for. Like, I'm not buying Kellogg's products anymore. I'm not. Did you hear what happened with Kellogg's? Yeah. There was a strike, and then they, like, met them, but they, like, barely met them halfway. And then when they announced the strike was over, they are like, all right, because of the strike, all of our prices are going up. Fuck you. You're Kellogg's. You can afford to pay them. So I don't think I'm buying Kellogg's anymore. I'll buy store brand. That's what I'm going to do. Um, Pop-Tarts is going to hurt for a little while, but what are you going to do? But what I'm saying is, in my hand, I have some paper, right? Can you see this, Kyle? Yeah. You're looking? You're paying attention? I, I see you're also yes. in a uh, nice, nice couch back there. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for making me have to edit more, pal. You're a true, <laughs> that, true is friend. That CJ's couch? Stop. Stop. Oh, you know how hard that's going to be to find? I'll send you a photo. Of CJ's couch? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> here, here's my elevator pitch. Uh, wide shot showing the slums of Freeside, just about dusk. Not too, too dark, but just enough where the neon and the sun blend beautifully. This is the time when Freeside comes alive. As we follow a young person running past various landmarks, just as you hear a crier shouting, Hungry? Thirsty? Horny? We see an exterior shot of the old Mormon fort sometime in either the... So I have to mess with the timeline because I was reading some stuff and what I wrote doesn't really work. Uh, so I might have to move it around anywhere from like super, super, super late, like December 2271 to maybe like 2274, 75 when uh, the tribes of Vegas have kind of moved into the tops, the Ultralux, um, the Gamora, and like, you know this stuff is starting to move and starting to go and starting to become the Vegas that we know and love. Uh, a shot of the old Mormon fort as we follow this the same running figure that we saw running past the landmarks. Doc! Doc! We hear as we see the inside of the fort with various followers of the apocalypse tending to the sick, the lame, and the disheveled. Doc! Doc! I found incredibly excited. You know how you're always saying that that morale is just as important as as, as physical health? Well, I found this stash of Sunset Sarsaparillas. Camera swings around to see a very young, early 20-somethings woman pull her hood back. A wildly scrappy young woman with dirt and detritus occupying almost every crevasse of her face, but not enough to cloak her identity. 
Uh, she, she, the, the girl who you see take her, take her hood off right there. Uh, she's kind of reminiscent of Tandy, the way Tandy is described in Fallout One of this young, attractive, not like overly attractive, but like scrappy and tough and kind of hold her own type of person with a, with a, a strong smile and like a can-do attitude. Reverse shot of a young Julie Farkas. Julie Farkas. Addie. Thank you, she says lovingly. But you mustn't be so loud. People here are trying to rest up. Addie, sorry, Doc, but do you want these pops? Julie Farkas, how did you find these, Addie? Well, they were just sitting there in the street near Cerulean Robotics. Honest to goodness. Julie Farkas, you didn't steal them. Addie, well, Julie Farkas then goes, Addie. Well, Rotface was passed out in the gutter again, and they were just sitting there next to him, and Julie... Uh, Julie Farkas giving a stern look that doesn't make it right. I know, I know. Julie Farkas cuts her off. Just please be more mindful of others. Addie then responds with, I promise to try my best. Julie gives a pissed off smirk to her, but you can tell it's coming from a place of love. And Addie looks at that and says, oh, by the way, what happened with those fiends? <sighs> a lot. Just, just... Just promise me you'll never get wrapped up in Kem's kid, please. Addie, never touch the stuff. Julie Farkas pauses as she gets back to working on a chemistry set to presumably make some sort of meds or chems for the people of the old Mormon fort. As she's working, she says, Oh, Addie, and what's the story I've been hearing about old grannies chasing down gamblers as they leave Vegas? Well, I... You, you know, Addie, if I've told you once, I've told you a thousand times. Misinformation is just as dangerous as a lack of medicine. Addie helps her finish the statement as she's heard it a thousand times before. I know, Doc, but I was just having a little fun. Julie Fark is getting back to work again. Are you having... Are you helping out here tonight? Or are you having a night on the town? She says with a quip. Uh, I want to check out those leather jacket-wearing fellas that moved in not too long ago. Julie Farkas then replies, Please let me know what you find. She says back with a chuckle. Addie smiles a warm smile back as she goes to run off. Julie Farkas, Addie, catch! She throws her a sunset sarsaparilla and her smile brightens a little more. Uh, smash cut to Mick and Ralph. So this is really important. You know how, not every game, but the Fallout games have the theme of like... Oh shit, my green screen fell. So you know how every Fallout game has that theme of like pulling back from a central icon? Like New Vegas is like, it pulls out from the strip and you see the Legion and the, the Ranger and how three is the radio and one is the TV. So it's a smash cut to Rick and Mick and Ralph trying to fix a radio. And when it gets working again, it smash cuts to an exterior of the old Mormon fort as we can see Addie leaving drinking a sarsaparilla. And obviously at this point, the sun has gone completely down and some Dino or Sinatra or something old Vegas plays. And then I have right here, fuck it, play Elvis. <laughs> uh, and then as we hear the voice over from Mr. New Vegas, as we can see shots of Freeside, McCarran Airport, Crimson Caravan, the Strip, Securitrons, the casinos, the tribes, and all the shit you want to see as a fan. May Lady Luck be with you tonight as he gives a whole ass monologue about where the Mojave is right now and foreshadows where it's where it could be going. And we know a little bit about the past. And then it opens up to the title screen the same way it does in the games. That's my, like, five-page elevator pitch of what I want to see from this show. Is it perfect? No. I did this really... I wrote this in, like, 35 minutes. 
but like, what do you think about that, Kyle? What do you think about seeing the Mojave before the battle happens? That would be like before cool. the first battle of the Mojave. That'd be interesting. I think it'd be interesting to see, um, like, say, say, let's say we do a five season show, right? Mm-hmm. And it ends with the battle of Hoover Dam. That I think would be really cool. And it's like, like by the end of season one, the NCR gets there. We might do a time jump, but like, I'm also, I've said it a billion times before. I'm such a sucker for a female pro tag that I just wanted to write a woman, but like, she's supposed to be an every person. She's supposed to be a scrappy kid that grew up in Freeside that had to pick and scrape. And like her parents might've been chem addicts or gamble. They had a gambling addiction, just some sort of a vice, but all roads lead to Vegas. I don't think this is the, the route the show is going to go. This is what I'd like to see, though. Something like this, something exploring the world that we already know is a safe bet. Trying something new is a great idea. But, like, also, don't put this in Florida and there's super mutants or death claws in abundance. Have pockets of them. Make the lore make sense. The fact that CIT was working on the FEV, an FEV strain makes sense to me because... Why wouldn't CIT, some of the, the nation's greatest minds, be working on this? You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. That's what I want to see. You, I hope we see something great we'll like see that. Like, uh, like some Easter eggs, like uh, like uh, a bug or two, you know? <laughs> like an actual bug? Like, like a glitch. You think we're going to see somebody's head roll like Doc Mitchell? <laughs> I, I hope we do. I hope we also see, like, Mysterious Stranger. See, that'd be cool if, like, you know how Adventure Time they have a snail? As my fucking thing falls. Hold on a second. Do you mean, like, how Adventure Time has a snail hidden every episode? They could put the Mysterious Stranger in every episode? Because I'd be super down for that. Like, he, sh- he shows up once and plays the music. Oh, you mean, like, a full-on thing? Yeah. Ah, Probably. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if whatever the main character is in like one of the first episodes, they're like, "Man, I'm lost and I'm hungry and confused because I just left a vault and I don't know what I'm doing." And then some guy's gonna walk in in like a suit and like a coat and whatever, and he's gonna like help the person out. And then they're gonna like turn to go look in one direction and then turn to look back, and he's not gonna be there. And they're gonna be like, "Huh?" And you're gonna hear bound down, 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 down. Like I, I hope there's like uh, like just offhand like somewhere like. A raider comes up and they killed him and the body just freaks out and just like disappears. <sighs> I, I wonder how much they're going to pay homage to the bugs. Like, I, you know, in the first episode, there's going to be somebody tinkering with somebody and they're going to they're going to go. I don't think you're you're fixing this, <laughs> and they're going to kick it. And the Mr. Handy's going to get up and the tinker is going to go. It just works. Yeah. Like, you know, that's going to happen. That there's there's perhaps to be a door that says F you. Oh, dude, that this is all first episode shit. This is all, like, the, the, the person, the vault dweller leaves the vault, is trying to, like, scavenge a home. They open a closet door and says, fuck you, and they go, cool, and walks away. Like, I, 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 I hate that I feel like this is predictable, and at the same time, it's not. Because, like, I really want to see this. Yeah. I really want this to be good. I think what, honestly, what I think is the smartest thing for them to do is, you know how um, American Horror Story, every season is, like, an anthology where there's, like, a theme? Yeah. They're going to do that for states. Hmm. I think they're going to pick a central theme or something for a state. And let's say they start in – Kyle, what's a state that we never talk about? Mon- North Dakota. Montana. Montana. Even better. It's going to be in Mo- – or Kansas. Montana or Kansas. I have a feeling it's going to take place in because um, 
Colorado has NORAD, but Kansas is where the day after takes place, and they nuke Kansas because there's so many missile silos in Kansas. So I wouldn't be surprised if it takes place or, or a place like Montana where it's flat. Um, I think it's Montana. If, no, I'm sorry. It's Wyoming. Montana, Wyoming, I think have like the lowest population where Wyoming, they actually pay you to live there because so little people live there. So that's pretty much all I have to say. Kyle, you have anything to say about the show, the show coming out? Uh, nope. I think that's a cool. We'll know more when we get leaked from where they're filming at. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause they're, what they're, vault if, number you think they're going to do? I don't know. I don't see it's a weird thing. Cause it's like either I could see them doing like based off the game, but then I could see them mm. also doing their own thing somewhere else. Completely new lore. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. Is like I I don't know every vault offhand. Like I flip them around. I'm also dyslexic, so like I flip them around constantly. I mean, Fallout Lord, so, so stuff will be retconned and stuff will be made oh. up. That's another thing I'm worried about. Is like, well, how are you going to retcon this? I don't know. I'm I'm eager to see this. I'm really excited to see this, especially because we're not getting another Fallout game till 2028. Mm-hmm. So 2032 at the latest. So, I don't know. It's going to be weird. I'm going to have, like, kids, and they're going to be like, why are you so excited about this? I'm going to be like, go back to the basement. Like, <sighs> I don't know, dude. Uh, but I think that's our show. You have anything you want to say? No, that's it. Cool. Thanks for hanging out. If you like the intro music, it's by Shane Ivers. You can get it at silvermansounds.com slash free music. If you want to hear Feather Duster, throw a slash Feather Duster. If not, he's got a ton of free stuff. You can follow myself and Kyle uh, on Twitter. Links in the description below. Follow the show everywhere you could follow the show. Uh, there's links to everything. Join the Discord if you want to hear any lore. Thank you again to the Patreon if you want to support the show uh, in a one-time fashion. You could do it on a Redbubble. Check us out. Help us out. We love you. We hope you're safe. Hope you're good. I'm going to go. I have a lot to edit. I got a lot of shite to do. I think I might go make some pasta or jump on PlayStation. Kyle, you getting on PlayStation? Uh, I will see. Cool. Uh, All right. Bye, everybody. Have a good week. I love you. Bye. Bye, Kyle. Bye. (laughs) Atomic Radio Hour Podcast. A Ghoulman Entertainment Production.